Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, we got another interview as we are joined by former ULM and current TCU cornerback Josh Newton. Josh, how are you doing, my guy? And thank you for coming on to today's episode. I appreciate you. I'm doing well. Now, it's good to hear, man. Uh, you know, you've, you you kind of have had an interesting uh, career so far before you did land up at TCU here in the offseason. But just so we can start off today's episode, let's talk a little bit about, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, what age you got into football, and just some of the details that most people may not know about you. Uh, Born and raised in uh, Louisiana, Morrow, Louisiana. Uh, how I got into football, actually, it was my big cousin got me into sports because I was always around him like monkey see, monkey do. I he, always want, he always wanted to play football, so I'm going to do it too. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So did he ever play any college ball or did he kind of just yeah, always? He's, yeah, he's currently at ULM right now. Oh, okay. So you got family ties to ULM. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. So um, nah, we came we came in, we played junior high, high school, and college together. Dang, so y'all literally my, went all first phases. Wow. Yeah, I, that's, our mama's twins. That's, ama- that's amazing. I mean, because you don't really hear about that a lot, especially you know, yes. literally being blood like that. Yeah, that's a blessing for real. Yes, sir. So um let's talk a little bit about your childhood. So do you remember kind of the age get like age time where you did start playing football? Was it like Pop it was, Warner or I mean Pop Warner not too big in my in my So Okay. Uh we had a we had like they used to have like little Pee Wee leagues, but it wasn't nothing major. But okay. when I really, really started playing it was sixth grade. I didn't start really playing for real, for real, like taking it serious, sixth grade. I got you. So, what was your the first position you ever played? Did they have you still playing wide receiver, or did they have you uh, playing corner? I had played my first position in sixth grade was free safety. Oh, okay. And then, and then for uh, B team, you know, it was like you know junior high eighteen B team. Yeah. So I was the B team quarterback. Dang. Okay. So you yeah. literally were a versatile type of kid where you could literally play yeah. all over the field wherever yeah, they needed yeah. you. Yeah, okay. it didn't matter. And I got you. Yeah. So. Let's talk about a little bit of your high school career. So freshman year, you know, did freshman you start? Year. Did you did you start out on JV or were you instantly a varsity cat? Oh no, nah, I, I I'm a late bloomer. Okay, I was. I ain't really hit my growth spurt until like my junior year, but freshman year, I started at corner, and then I ended up getting moved back to uh, wide out. So my sophomore year, I couldn't uh, I couldn't play. I had to sit out. Oh, I got some like medical stuff, but ever since then, ever since I set out, I've been straight. So ain't nothing. It's nothing being life threatening or nothing like that. It's just like precaution. I yeah. guess I was just overexerting myself as far as like getting used to like high school workouts. But all this behind me, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to worry about. I've been, I've been, I've been great. Yes, sir. But picked up junior year receiver, and then senior year I played receiver, and then the second half of the season I was just went both ways. Oh, okay, so they kind of had they kind of had you playing almost the Dion type type role or like a Miles Jack if you know who that is type of role, where you yes, literally sir. was playing both sides of the field. So, so uh, during your high school career, did you ever really gain any type of like major attraction from any of the like huge Power Five schools, or was it more no. kind of the uh, group of five schools? Uh, believe this, and I had one offer that was ULM. Oh, okay, so you so you knew right away. Obviously, just I need one opportunity and. You know, ULM, they took that chance on you. And 
it's not even that. It's the only choice I had. So yeah, I got you. So um, so after your high school career was over with, you know, you're about to go to ULM. Kind of what was your mindset during that time period? Because, you know, you at least, you know, only offer you had, you're you're still going to the D1 level. It's not like, you know, right. you're playing right. any lower. You're still, I mean, ULM's still one of the highest levels of college football. So kind of what was your mindset when you were going into your freshman year of college football? Mindset as far as. Kind of just I'm like what, like your like your personal goals, team goals. You know, what, what do you expect to come out of your freshman year? Oh, a lot of learning. Yeah. A lot of learning. Obviously, I wanted to play, but no, I didn't play. I redshirted. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, I was in the back a little bit, so I mean, I just, I just rolled with the punches and just kept going. I just kept working. I got you. I didn't, so... take, I didn't take it like I ain't gonna say I didn't take it personal, but I didn't take it as far as like I didn't take it the wrong way. I took it on the chin. I took everything the right way. Like, hey, like this not you. This something you just can't. It's not gonna happen overnight. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know what I'm saying, yeah. yeah, no, and especially you know, red shirt in your first year it gives you a lot more time to understand, you know, the scheme and everything like that. Especially at college football, because I know a lot of guys say it, but transitioning from high school football to college football, that's a whole different environment than you know when you're playing right. high school football. So, so from your your freshman year, what were some things that you took away from that season that you still kind of value to this day? as you're literally going into your fourth year of college football? Just work. Like it don't no matter what happened the day before, the day after. Tomorrow and I promise. So just maximize today. Make make today count the most. And tomorrow tomorrow roll around, then you make you make that day count. But other than that, just take it day by day. How they tell us just how they tell us in football. Next play, next play, next day, next day. Yes, sir. I just, and I just live. I just be living by. It, it ain't even just football. It's a way of life for me. I got you. That's, I mean, that's an absolutely amazing mindset. Especially that's right. something you need to have when you are playing college football. So let's talk about your right. sophomore year a little bit. You're going into your second year of college football, playing at ULM. You know, mm-hmm. what, were, what were some expectations that you had for yourself that season because you started actually gaining some more play time and some more attention from the coaches? Right. So I redshirted. So basically, I'm a redshirt freshman. Yeah. So 2019, June, no, May 2019 is when I made the switch to corner. Oh, I, my bad. I, for, I forgot to mention, sorry, yeah. not to not to yeah. cut you off. It's I forgot to mention, you know, you originally came into ULM as a wide as receiver, a receiver, not yes, even sir. as a cornerback. So kind of yeah. how was that transition? Because once again, you're playing a, not necessarily an unfamiliar position, but a position. It's, it's not. Yeah. It, it, this ain't no, this high, high school is, high school corner is not nowhere near college corner. Like, it's way more to it. So I definitely like, I had some p- good people around me, though. My uh, first DB coach, Coach Perry Carter Sr., and then my um my teammate, former teammate, Corey Strada. I just I just I just stayed in his hip pocket and then I just applied what my coach was telling me, even though, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't it wasn't peaches and cream the first month. But as we got as we got through camp and the season, I started, okay, this this thing might this might be for me. Yeah. So I just I just been sticking with it ever since. Just been working my craft every day. I got you. I got you. And especially, you know, once again, 
transitioning from the whole different side of the football too. It's not like going from wide out to slot or you're going, yeah. you know, from wide out to uh running back. I mean, you were playing a whole different position from where you were being covered and now you were the one having to cover. Yeah. So um so let's talk a little bit about how your sophomore year went. So kind of just talk to us how the whole season went for you, you know, for yourself and as ULM as a whole. Um sophomore year 2020. Uh it was a down year for us as a, as a team, you know, we didn't we didn't get any wins. But as as far as like me personally at corner, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of reps as far as like man to man, because that's what we were based, based on like Imano Imano, you gotta hold your own. So I got I kinda you. my my coach always just, you know, he made that that was our motto. We gonna be fine. So I trusted him. I just I did what I was supposed to do as a player. Because as a player, you gotta meet your coach halfway. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you started, you know, you're starting to gain some momentum. This was your second season actually playing corner, so you had a lot right. more familiarity, especially in the right. defense. So if if you can remember, um, so during that 2020 season, what was your personal favorite game that you played in that you felt like you really dominated? Personally, even though we didn't win the game, but South Alabama. Okay. We play uh I had my uh task was Jalen Tobert. I was I was he, just about he, to ask. I was about to ask if you, yeah. you know, were going up against Jalen who, you know, just yeah, got I drafted had, by the Cowboys. Yeah, I had followed him the whole game. Did you did you lock him up? Because I haven't looked at the stats or anything, but did you lock him up pretty well? He he had two catches for like sixty two yards, but he didn't score any touchdown. Hey, but that's not bad, especially against and a two, guy that's yeah. Two for well, he went like two for five, five targets, two catches, sixty two yards, no touchdown. Okay, Josh, I see you. I mean, you, you know, you you were guarding a guy that was literally a I think third round pick this past year. I mean, yeah, no yeah. joke. So I mean, you were playing against nah, a guy he, that was good. He probably was he. I ain't gonna say probably he might be the best that I've guarded like out of the Florida states, the Iowa State, all them big schools that we played. Like he, yeah, I respect the game. Dang. So is it was just, it... that just goes to show you how much real talent it is in Sun Belt. Like it's not a it's not a pushover league. Yeah, and yeah. and you know it's kind of kind of crazy is is uh, the interview that I dropped on Wednesday with um, Cedric Poole who had numerous offers to go like Alabama, Mississippi state and all that, you know, he actually had to go the Juco route, went to garden city and all that. Then went to a D two school, you know, mm -hmm. dude, super talented, put up hundred yard tackle seasons, couple pick inter interception seasons. And, you know, they kind of go under the, uh, kind of under the radar. Same with a lot of Sunbelt guys, like you just said, where, you know, just because you're not going to Alabama, you don't get recognized enough for the, you know, type of work you put in and how good right. you are. So, but yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool that you played against a guy like Jalen Tolbert, and they gave you a little bit, you know, more experience. Considering you know you kind of really you know kept them on clamps pretty much, didn't really yeah. allow too much. With I was them. following, I was following that the rest, the whole, the whole rest of that season after that game. I was following the whole the rest of that season. I got you. So, so that was, was that was a that was a big confidence gainer for myself. I, got, I mean, I could, I, I mean, seriously, I mean, yeah. I know I haven't played at your level or anything like that, but I can only imagine, you know, a guy that's getting hyped up like crazy. I mean, I yeah. know during that season, he wasn't necessarily as big as he is now, but no, he's nah. still gaining traction. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, also, real quick, were there any other notable wide receivers that you, you know, went one on one with or anything like that during that 2020 season? 
Uh, no, because we didn't play. Because, uh, you know, everybody went just strictly conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, because so, uh, we, we, we were supposed to play Georgia. And oh, I think yeah. we, was, we was supposed to play another another big school. I gotcha. And we didn't get to we didn't get to play them because of uh COVID. We were supposed to play Georgia the next year. That year. I got yep. you. Yeah, because I know a couple schools like I know the Big Twelve for the most part, they played some like out of conference games like TC they personally played. Oh, sorry. Small like smaller schools. Yeah, like like LA Tech. Like we played LA yeah. Tech at the end of the year. I know Oklahoma State, I think they played Tulsa. Not like smaller schools, but you know, yeah. the group but of that's five within schools. the that's within the state, uh Oklahoma State and Tulsa, right? Yeah. yeah that's within the state, yeah. But uh, yeah, so but like like with TCU, right? We we uh I think I forgot who we were originally supposed to play, but some team like canceled out and we had to go reach out to LA Tech. Louisiana yeah, that's Tech. what they was doing all that stuff. Yeah. We we were supposed to play them too, but our game man ended up getting canceled too. Man, I I yeah. I mean personally, I feel bad for you guys because y'all really lost a lot of you know playing time and opportunities due to COVID and games. Reps, and yeah, reps. that's what, exactly. Like, this is reps for real. But I mean, despite you know going through all that adversity, you still managed to have a pretty solid season because once again, you were starting to gain some momentum. And as we start talking yeah. about the, your twenty twenty one season. That was yeah. when you really broke out onto the scene. So why don't you talk a little bit about your 2021 season? Uh, my 2021 season, it really could have been better, but I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? I had a great, great, like defensive staff, like one of the best defensive staff I had since I've been at ULM. As far as like just pushing me to the next level, that was that was like pushing me like on the on a tackle, like on my tackling aspect, because I always, I haven't, like, I'm coming from my offensive side, offensive mindset. So I had to break that as far as, like, being a defensive, like, being a threat, like, being a hammer and not the nail. Because offensive, like, you, you running from people, you know what I'm saying? You ain't trying to get here. You're not trying to be the, you ain't, you the nail, basically. Yeah. At some point, you're going to get tackled. Yeah. Everybody ain't scoring until they ever play, or they'll just be in the Hall of Fame already. But, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, man, I just just breaking that breaking that little boundary, just getting the defensive mindset, and they and them they was those set of coaches actually pushing me to the player I am now. I got you. Yeah. So I'm I thankful you. for that for the last year staff for real, cause if it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't even had that season. Yes, sir. So uh, so during your 2021 season, I'm just gonna read off a couple stats. You put up mm-hmm. 50 tackles eight passes defended, and two picks, which is still impressive. I mean, because a lot of times getting one pick in a season is impressive enough, but being able to rack up two against D1 competition, that's really impressive. So from mm-hmm. the, from those two picks, do you remember kind of, you know, what happened and how you got those two picks, like the games and everything like that? My first pick, we was we played Liberty at home. And that was Malik uh, Willis, too, who just got right, drafted right. by the Titans. Yeah, right. So we were in, uh we knew that was gonna run the uh outvert. So coach you. called coach called coach Ali called uh coach Zach Ali called three cloud. So I was to the cloud side and I just he threw the ball really right to me. I just played my technique as far as like making making sure number one go inside of me, pushing him to my safety, and then I fell off on number two. Uh, my eye was on the quarterback. He threw it, I caught it and tried to score it. Yes, sir. I mean that's I mean that's impressive picking off a guy that was a projected top ten pick. I mean, I mean that 
I mean, seriously, that's really impressive. I didn't even realize because, I mean, I looked a little bit at ULM's schedule from last season, and when I saw Liberty, I was like, oh, okay, so y'all played some pretty decent competition. So, right. but, but where did, the, but where, did, uh, so what game did you get your second pick in? LSU. It was L- on special, it was on special teams, though. Man, man, where, how, how, what is up with you getting these picks against these schools that are like <laughs> the, the, you know, the biggest and best out there? Hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to, Trying to go to the next level, you know what I'm saying? Yes, Retire sir. my mama. Hey, play ten plus, ten plus years in the league. Retire Hall of Famer. So, hey, y'all heard it here first, man. Why, hey, you know remember that so, name, Josh Newton. I'm telling you, but uh, but anyway, yeah. But um, yeah. so so towards the end of the season, I know it wasn't an amazing season for ULM. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. y'all made a bowl game, correct? No, we did not. So I mean, unfortunately, okay, yeah. So y'all finished four and eight. Obviously, not a season that y'all would have wanted to had, but you right. know, personally, you had an amazing season. You know, the right. new kind of era, if you want to say, of college football. A lot of guys, when they kind of, kind of, you know, explode onto the scene, a lot of schools are going to start looking at you. So, mm-hmm. so once you did end up entering the transfer portal and put your name out there, what were some initial schools that actually went after you? So my portal, my portal thing is kind of like different from everybody. So I had entered in like December. Okay. And I started getting a little buzz. I had I had got West Virginia. I got, I had got University of Charlotte, Liberty. Uh I think there was in a in some some uh swag schools was trying to get me La Tech. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. But I had jumped back out. I had got out the portal because I had I was on track to graduate in May this this May. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bite this pill. I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna graduate. That's what I told everybody. Oh yeah, Kansas State reached out to me too. Oh okay. But, but uh. I told everybody that I was going back to school to graduate. And then that's what I did. So that was my my mom wanted me to do that too. But I was like, ah, da, da, da. But at the same time, I sat down and just really listened to her. Because like, if I would have transferred then, I would have been like two or one or two semesters behind trying to graduate. And that would have been a discredit to me being a student. Yeah. So I just went ahead, and got my graduation out the way. So that's so when undergrad, oh, so God. my undergrad would be out the way and behind me. So now I could just really focus on ball and getting my master's. Hey, so, I mean, I respect that a lot because I know a lot of guys. They would have just said, you know what, forget it. I'll do that semester. I want to be able to get out now. But you know, you listen to mom, and you know, mom always knows what's right. <laughs> You decided yeah. to stick it out, graduate, and ultimately, yeah. ultimately, I think you made the right decision. Yeah, yeah, and I did it the way like it happened, how I really wanted it to happen. So I'm blessed, man. I ain't, I don't have nothing negative to say about the situation. Yes, sir. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the TCU offer. So if you remember anything like that, so when did TCU actually want you to come play for them? So Coach Buck reached out to me. This was like. May, May something. Okay. And then he was he got all my info and hit me up on Twitter, 
and then we just, you know, we just went from there. And then I had went on a a little visit, like unofficial. Yeah, not, yeah. Because my my dad, my dad actually, my dad, my real dad stays in uh in Arlington. Oh, okay. So you're pretty close then. Yeah. So I had we just drove out here, and then I had stayed with my dad, and then we had just we went up there. You know what I'm saying? Saw the place, saw the facility, met met the coaches, Coach Dykes. Uh, it was I think pretty much all the coaches were around. Coach, yeah, the whole staff. So uh, we met the staff, and then like my three, like the twentieth through the twenty second, like of uh May. So we 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 went right back to uh Fort Worth for the official. Yes, sir. That's when. That's when. Uh, I think the players, players was back. Uh, so. yeah, 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 because yeah. they were just getting. Uh, I think they were just getting done with graduation and all that. So yeah, yeah. So we went on a, a fishing right there. I got you. So kind of. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just about to ask. So what kind of made you fall in love with TCU? Like you knew, like this was a school you wanted to go to over schools like say Kansas State or West Virginia. I mean, it checked off all the boxes. You know, like. I'm close to home. Big twelve, yes, big big time games every week. Um, you know, better competition. Yes, sir. As far as like practice, playing, play out, covering better guys, and that's just that's just really the truth. Like no discredit to no nobody that I went against uh at my previous school. But oh yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, I'm just keeping it honest and all the way all the way through. And I asked, I uh, got on my knees and asked for change, and God gave me change. So, hey, amen. I'm blessed. Yes, yeah. sir. And I mean, and I mean, you can't really, you know, discredit because when you're able to play at literally the highest level of college football, playing fifty thousand stadiums, heck, you know, Oklahoma and UT, which you will be going down to this year, playing in a hundred thousand mm-hmm. person stadium. I mean, you can't give up opportunities like that. Yeah. But you also remember the times when you played in smaller stadiums, like going to South Alabama, going and playing, you know, Louisiana Lafayette, who's a really good program and actually have a couple transfers on the team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's kind of cool that you still use both your experience playing at ULM to now when you're playing at arguably one of the biggest college football programs in TCU. Right. So let's talk a little bit about once you did officially get on campus and enroll because you – so te- so you technically weren't you didn't get on the team until after spring ball, right? Yeah, I didn't come to June. Okay, so you so you were pretty much just you joined them once they started summer workouts and everything yeah, like so that. On so, June 6th. I got you. I got you. So let's talk a little bit about how summer workouts went because you're actually kind of one of the first guys I've talked to since summer workouts and all that have finished. So talk to me a little bit about how that whole experience was with the new coaching staff. Uh some workouts went well. I feel like it took me two weeks to get adjusted. As far as just just a new scenery, knowing how 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 they do things around there. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, just just playing my role until it's time for me to like take steps as far as like being 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 vocal and all that. So I just I just play I just play my role. I didn't want to do too much. I just want to do everything right. I got so you. I just I listen to everybody that was in my workout groups, people that was people just you know what I'm saying giving me a little pep talk like you're gonna be good and this and the third. So I I didn't I didn't I didn't take it like 
Yeah, no, and that's good. Negative I mean, lie. It was all it's all positive vibes. Me, I always tell the guys like, if I'm wrong, let me know. Because if I'm wrong on defense, that mean I I'm, I could possibly put the defense in jeopardy, and I'm not trying to do that. So, like, let me know. I I'm I'm humble enough to like, hey, like, if I if I need to pick it up, tell me. Yes, sir. Like, I I, it ain't it ain't none of that. I'm too big for da 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 da. Nah, never. I, nah. I'm forever learner. I'm glad you keep that humble mindset because, you know, a lot sometimes a lot of these guys that play it, you know, like even bigger programs in TCU, they tend to be more of, you know, it don't matter what you try and tell me, you try to help me or coach or whatever it might be, you know, you think you already know it. So it's good that you yeah. kind of still have that humble mindset of, right. you know, I, I want to be a learner every single day at practice, every single opportunity that I get because, right. I mean, that's how you're going to be able to be successful on and even off the field. So. And that's right. another thing that, you know, NFL teams, like you said, they look for is guys that are, you know, coachable. They don't want a guy that's going to bring a lot of nonsense into the locker room. They're going to want a guy that's, you know, going to be able to be coachable. So um, another thing I want to ask, too, is so what guys have you gotten close with so far at TCU? Because you join a cornerback room that is very vet veteran oriented. That's got guys like Noah Daniels, Travis, who are both. NFL guys that are probably going to end up getting drafted in this next year's upcoming draft. So who have you kind of gotten close with so far since you've been at TCU? Uh, Spive. Okay. Uh, you know, they from, they from my hometown. So yeah. we played against him and CJ. We played against them every year. First I, game of the season at high school. I was about to ask what high school you played at. Cause I know CJ is also from Monroe. Yeah. I played at Washington and they played at Richwood. Okay, so so was yeah. it good kind of having that familiarity also with yeah, you? Yeah, it it, it kind of helped me just, you know what I'm saying, relax a little bit. I got so you. Like, I got them to, like, to ask questions and stuff like that, yeah. I got you. So, that's I mean, that had to feel good because you still had some familiar faces around guys that you grew right. up pretty much with. Right. So, so – oh, Outside of them, outside of them too, uh, D.D., uh, Darius Davis, yeah. uh, Tay Barber. Oh, you got you got the speedsters. I got you. I got you. Uh, I'm cool with Trey. Man, uh, Noah cool too. Uh, Nook, Nook was actually my uh host for my official. Oh shoot, really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. Who else? I'm trying to think. Uh, Bud Bud Clark. <laughs> yeah. We, we we actually we actually in a. Finding out that we played against each other in high school. Oh, sorry, my, really? My my senior, year, and I think he was like, I think he was like a sophomore or something like that. So yeah, we we got we got them good at the crib. Hey, hey, that's what's up. That's yeah, what's up. Same. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm cool, but I've actually got him coming on here in a couple of days or so from now. But no, nah, that's actually cool that you played with a lot of these guys in high school, and you had, yeah. you know, you kind of had that familiarity with them. So the next thing I want to ask is, is you know, y'all just got done with the first day of fall camp. So you want to talk a little bit about how that went as a whole, because, you know, I mean, I know it's only day one, but kind of what right. was the energy going on throughout the whole day? Uh, the energy was there. Uh, Coach Dykes was, was saying that uh, he really liked today. The only thing about it is for us, like, he see that we out of shape. But that's, that's what camp is for. You get in, you don't get in football shape until it's time to play football anyway. Yes, sir. Yeah. All this stopping and start, starting and stopping, looking at the coach, getting the call, communicating. Like, that's a whole different – that's a whole different conditioning within itself. So, 
he 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 knows what he said we got off to a good start and we just we just gonna you know what I'm saying build off today. I got you. So uh yeah. so were you getting a decent amount of reps out there today? Were you you know feeling yeah, like you I actually getting your opportunity? Yeah, I got I got a decent amount. Hey, that's that's, that's what I, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, um, also, uh are you close with Marvin Covington by any chance? Because that also is one another guy I'm pretty close with. Oh yeah, Marv cool. Actually, we he like two lockers down from me. Oh, sorry. Okay, so you, yeah, that's that's cool though that we kind of have like mutual people we close with. I mean, obviously they're your teammates, but right, <laughs> you know. right, right, right. But no, it's cool, and I, I mean, I'm glad that you kind of you know. I hope you feel welcome down here in the fort. I mean, I absolutely yeah. loved when you when I heard that you were coming. You know, bringing some more veteran experience. So it's right. just good to be able to add some more depth to a corner position that we'll definitely mm-hmm. need. And uh, next thing I want to ask also is. Are you expecting yourself to play a little bit more outside this year, or are you going to be mostly playing in the nickel? No, I'm, they got me a corner. I ain't. I haven't heard anything about inside. Okay, so you so you're going to be an outside guy. I got gotcha. you. Yes, sir. Hey. But 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 <laughs> yeah, whatever they need me to do, if I need to move inside, hey, versatility. Hey, keep that mentality. Keep that mentality seriously. Cause that's that's what's gonna get you all them reps on the field and get you even more attention from scouts or whoever it might be. Yeah, man, it don't matter. We try to put me. I'm gonna try my best to learn it, and you know what I'm saying. Do what do what I need to do for for the defense. Yes, sir. So uh, next thing I want to talk about, we are literally a month away from y'all's first game where y'all go up to Boulder, Colorado, and take on the mm-hmm. Colorado Buffaloes. So how are you feeling about that game? Are you excited about it? And what are some yeah. expectations that you have for yourself and the team going into week one? First of all, I earn a spot in camp. You know what I'm saying? I earn a job. I want to be the starter, but that's just the type of guy I am. So I want to do that first. But other than that, Everything that we put in in the month of August is going towards that game. So I'm locked in. Hey, hey, I absolutely – that's what I love to hear. I mean, don't get me wrong. You don't ever want to underestimate your opponent. But right. in my opinion, talent-wise, you blow these guys out of the water completely. I mean, you know, simply our secondary compared to how it's been these past couple of years with guys like you coming in with Ish and, you know, a couple other transfers. I mean, we are absolutely stacked and – I mean, I feel like this seriously will be a breakout year for the Horn Frogs, and you know all these quote unquote. Right. And I mean, you'll probably hear me talk about this forever, but all these quote unquote experts, you know, they got you guys like, I think bottom two in the Big Twelve this year. You know, not even ever making it into the top twenty-five rankings. What are your opinions on that? Because I know is you know you're up here firsthand, and you see the day to day when it comes to TCU's operations. What are your thoughts about all those experts kind of doubting y'all this upcoming season? Man, we can't we can't stick a, 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 a sniff at what they're saying. We just got to no, – only person, only people need to be worried about is TCU football, our teammates, our coaches, our training staff, and whoever with us. If they, whoever not with us, we can't be worried about that because if we worried about us and get us right and we start winning, everybody else going to start worried about us. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, they don't – it don't even matter what other people say anyway. They ain't not they ain't out here in camp. They ain't they don't, they don't know what's really good for them, but it is what it is. That's yes, that'll never that'll never change about the game. 
Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because you know sometimes these guys don't give you all the credit y'all deserve. But right. once again, I mean, it really don't matter what they think. It's a matter. It's about really what y'all think and what y'all yeah. feel like y'all are able to do because and what we do about it. Yes, sir. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the only person that's going to beat you is yourself. And I mean, yourself. I know, I know you hear that from coaches all the time. But I mean, it's really true because you can beat anyone in the nation. I mean, any given yeah. Saturday, y'all can beat whoever y'all want. Go undefeated, win the Big Twelve. You all know. This. But, uh, no, seriously, I mean, Josh, I think you're going to have a breakout season this year with the Horn Frog, especially now that your talent will literally be nationally televised every single weekend. You know, the Horn Frogs right. as well, this new era with Coach Dykes after Coach P left. I mean, it's seriously an exciting time to be a Horn Frog fan. And, I mean, anyone right. out there, I mean, seriously, I'm telling you, buy stock in this team because these next couple of years, you know, as much as recruiting is kind of getting up there and everything like that, this team's going to be exciting and you know, guys like Joshua who are buying into the team and doing all of this. I mean, there's a reason to be excited. So, I mean, Josh, it's I'm absolutely excited for what you're going to be able to put on the table this year for us. Yeah, me too. I'm still, still working on that. Yes, sir. Uh, and real quick, kind of like one last question I want to ask you before we do end today's episode. Uh, so what player, past or present, do you kind of model your game around? Like you kind of take a little bit of the play style from, and that's what you use when you play. Darrell Reeves. Hey, Revis Island. Okay, that's that's yeah. actually a good comparison. Is there any like yeah. specific type of techniques you use from him, or is it just more the kind of play style that he always had? I can't give you the technique because they'll try to write that down. But uh, <laughs> I got you. But, I got you. But uh, he always on balance. He's never really off balance. He's I got very you. patient. He's very strong, and he's a, a student of the game. He has good awareness and. Uh, He's he's a smart player as far as playing to help because sometimes it's corners we think we don't have we don't have to play to our help but we we actually can that'll that'll help us mentally as far as not being in panic mode regardless of where receiver released so it's a lot of stuff like that like the the deeper the deeper side of it. I got and, uh and then just the number twenty four really you know Stephon Gilmore Charles Wilson. Yeah, I was about to say that's a Ty, legend. That's a legendary yeah, corner number to be having. I Ty, mean, Ty Law. Yeah, it go. It's go way back. It's kind of cool. You actually said Ty Law because it seems like a lot of people don't really talk about Ty Law when it comes to some of the greatest defensive backs of all time. So, oh you know, gee, hey, <laughs> hey, that's what's up. It's actually kind of cool hearing Super someone Bowl. finally say that. Super Bowl. Yeah, man, he did it. He did. He did it the right way. Yes, sir. And uh, Josh, just to kind of wrap, uh, wrap, you know, wrap up today's episode. What are some goals that you personally have for yourself and the team going into this twenty twenty two season? Uh, keep proving as a tackler. Uh, five between five to seven interceptions, eighty plus tackles. I need some. I like four force fumbles. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, I don't want to have no penalties. I'm shooting for no penalties, no touchdowns, giving up. Uh, help my team win the Big 12. And hope we get in that uh, CLB. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, college hey. football playoff. Yes, sir. Hey, I love to hear it. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny, too, you're talking about the college football playoff because uh, Chandler Morris, he just switched from 14 to 2. And I don't yeah, know I if you know who – Yeah, I don't know Quarterback. if you know who Trayvon Boykin is. You know, the yeah. who literally pretty much, you know, should have led TCU to college football playoffs. So a lot of people have been talking about, you know, possibly that that deuce magic coming back to the Carter. So 
hopefully we do end up back and it's going to be definitely you know a lot of not pressure but a lot of it's going to come from the success from you guys on the defensive side so but no uh, don't need he don't need to get into none of that he just need to be Chandler Morris yes sir he he don't need to try to do nothing that Trayvon Boykin did. They two different quarterbacks. Chandler, if you hear this, you play your style, bro, and you rock out just like that. You ain't got to do all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we going we to rock behind you, brother, because we winning games. They ain't worried about you playing like Trayvon Tra- Tra- Boykin. Trayvon Boykin did his thing. It's time to do your thing. Hey, I love to hear it. It's a new era, new era for yeah, TCU man. football. And obviously, Josh, you're going to be bringing a whole different type of mentality to this TCU defense. So once again, Josh, I appreciate you coming on. And for all you guys out there who might be interested in learning a little bit more about Josh or just showing him some love, I will leave all of his socials and player stuff down below in the uh, description of today's episode. So please make sure to go check it out. Josh is an absolute amazing player and most importantly, an amazing human being. Josh, thank you again for coming on, my guy. I truly appreciate it i know no this, problem. this is kind of a last minute thing but i thank you for taking nah, the time out good. of your day oh uh, no it's all good man stay blessed appreciate yes sir you. you too yeah shout out to josh once again yes sir